Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show. This is Joyce Bender with Disability Matters on Voice America. And I want to say a special thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you, thank you for the email, but most importantly, thank you for spreading the word to everyone else because we have such a great listening audience. You are the best. You're helping me spread the news that Americans with disabilities and really people throughout the world listening to the show want equality and freedom, quality of life for all. And that is really what our guest is all about today. He is a real warrior for access for people with disabilities, someone who made a difference by taking action that resulted in his appearance on NBC's Dateline and now the creation of Access Information, Inc. It is my pleasure to introduce you to Mr. Russ Holt. Welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm excited to be here, Joyce. Thanks. And um, I just want to wish my dad a happy birthday real quick. And what is his first name? Dean. Let's be called Dino. All right. Dino, happy birthday from all of us at Voice America. We always like to send out birthday greetings. Thank you. Yes. Well, Russ, for our listeners throughout the world, how did you first get involved in the disability community? Well, the hard way. <laughs> I was involved in an automobile accident when I, in 1986 when I was 17. And um, uh, the driver of my car and myself had fallen asleep. So uh, be sure to stay awake while you're driving. It's a very important message. Um, because of that, uh, I began using a wheelchair to get around, where I, which, which I do now. Wow, that is that is a good message for everyone. How how, how old were you at the time, Russ? Uh, I was almost eighteen. I was, I was seventeen in like nine months. Uh, so it was a big change, anyway, from going from a you know an able-bodied person to someone with you know um, who uses a wheelchair. But you know, when you graduate from high school, a lot of change is comes around anyway. So. Uh, it was something. It was definitely something to get used to, but that was my initiation into the disabled community. Well, with this initiation, you have done what a lot of people have not done, and I have to say this. You know, uh, I have epilepsy and a hearing loss, and I had uh, not that type of an accident, but I had, due to a misdiagnosis of my epilepsy, I had a seizure one night while at a movie theater and hit the floor so hard I fractured my skull, had a brain hemorrhage, ended up having brain surgery, and, you know, it's a miracle I'm even talking to you right now. But I always tell people, at any point in your life, you can join the disability community. Yep. And it is really unfortunate if it would take something like that to happen for you to care about things such as access for everyone. So, you know, there are people that this happens to, and they don't do anything, and then there are people like Russ that really make a difference. So, Russ, I commend you for that. How about Thank if you. you tell our listeners what is the purpose of Access Information? What is it all about? Well, Access Information Incorporated is the name of our company, and um, actually sort of a double meaning there. Um, it's information about access, particularly in uh, Washington, D.C., where we live, and uh, the ability to access information. So both of those two words can be the lead word there. And so we liked that. And uh, my business partner and I started a website, disabilityguide.org, which basically has everything you'll need to have, to have um, a very accessible time in the nation's capital. Um, for instance, you can go there and find restaurants and bars that are reviewed for accessibility not, you know, the interior decor or how the food tastes. We don't care how the food tastes. We want to let you know if you can get in or not and how the bathroom is. And it will say where you can rent wheelchairs, where you can get accessible vans, where can you get uh, sign language interpreters, Braille menus, whatever you need. We like to think we can provide on our website. And um, from that started our guidebook, which is uh, something you can take around with you, and it's given out free at the D.C. Visitor Center and uh, hotels and hospitals in this area. 
our website. It's um, it's five dollars shipping and handling for us to send it out to you. But um, the, the the guidebook is basically the best that our website has, only portable. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I love that one thing you said, which is, uh, you know, no matter how good the food is, basically, if you can't get in the restaurant, what difference is that going to make? Exactly. You know what? If it's not accessible, what difference? Oh, how many times? I bet so many of my listeners are going to really connect with you and what you're doing because how many times have we asked, is this restaurant accessible, and it still has one step? Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean. How oh, yeah. many times do they not understand that or the restroom? You know, why do so many restaurants and places still have these bars where it's so narrow that, like, you know, if a person is in a scooter, they never could transfer, and they think it's accessible. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean, and that's why we started the website, which uh, it has these reviews on there. And on the guidebook, we have a chart listing the restaurant, the type of food, how the parking is uh, from an accessibility standpoint, how many spaces there are for people in wheelchairs, etc. how the entrance is, is there step, is there no step. You know, if there's a step, then they're not in our guide. And, um, you know, how many doors, and then inside, what's the floor like? Is it carpet, you know? Uh, is there a caption on the TV, people who are deaf, you know, and uh, how's the bathroom, things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, that is fantastic. And before we go any further, how do people purchase this? What is your website? Uh, the website is disabilityguide.org, and um, just uh, click on the icon that says, that says click here to order our guide, and uh, we'll send it right on out to you. Okay, so once again, the website is what again? Disabilityguide.org. Okay, and if they go to disability.org, they will be able to purchase this? Absolutely. Do you, is this also sold at stores or just through your website? Uh, no, it's, it's, um, it's on the website, but also uh, a lot of the D.C. Uh, area hospitals and uh, visitor centers and hotels have them. That's good. Outstanding. Excellent. Yeah. Well, here's my question, Russ. How accessible do you really believe America is right now? I've been to eight countries since I've been in a wheelchair, and America is far and away the best. It really is. And this is the where the ADA was signed. Um, do I think there's more work needs to be done? Absolutely. Do I think it's perfect? No. But comparing it to the rest of the world, you know, it's not against the law to... Hello? I'm here. Okay. It's not against the law to be inaccessible in any other country. So, in in that regard, it's it's it, America just seems to go way out of its way to help people like me and you with disabilities. Mm-hmm. And of course, many of you would not realize that unless you were, were traveling, you know, to other parts of the world, some of which there is no accessibility at all. Period. Um, and really, you wouldn't be able to go to work because you couldn't get to work. Mm-hmm. And even if you got to work, you wouldn't be able to get into the building. Uh, but on, but at the same time, it isn't that we're at a, you know, you really need Russ and what he's doing because, on the other hand, don't think we're to the place in the United States where all these restaurants are accessible and, you know, everything is uh, accessible for all disabilities. It isn't like that either. So why I think this is so great that you know, if you're, you could say to other restaurants or different facilities, you know, why aren't you in here? You would want to be in here, I would think. Exactly. So you know, that's why I think this is uh, so great. What 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 shocked you the most, Russ, when you went to other parts of the world? Just how primitive they can be. Um, you know, when I was in when I was in France, you know, there's a big sign that says invalid lift. You know, uh, for an elevator and uh, you know, zero cabs that have uh, wheelchair lifts. You know, um, uh, over over uh, over in Japan, you know, the 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 vast majority of subway stations are not accessible. You know, um, and uh, it, you know it, it. You just you see less curb cuts. You see, you know. Uh, Less captioning in other city in other countries, um, but that really opens your eyes to how good we have it here. 
Mm-hmm. But again, there's really a lot still to be done. A lot of places have not become accessible yet. Yes, and that is an area where we do have a definitely a long way to go. Um, question emailed from a listener in Philadelphia from Sandy, and that is, Russ, um, when the release went out, I heard about your book and the work you're doing. Are you only working in D.C., or are you going to expand? We just now, as of uh, last week, uh, completed and printed our New York City access guide. Oh, great. Yes, we're thrilled about it. Um, it's been a long time in the making. We uh, partnered up with the um, Greater New York chapter of the National Spinal Cord Injury Association, and uh, they did a great job, and they just um, they gave us all the information, and we uh, published it and uh, shared credit with them. Wow, that is great because that is, you know, obviously a major city to be doing this in. Are are you planning on continuing to expand, Russ? Yes, absolutely we are. Um, in fact, uh, by the time the show airs, you'll, you'll, be hearing, uh, you'll be hearing all about Las Vegas coming up. So that's our third oh, and final one an- for now. Oh, another, another great place. Yeah, we're going by destination rather than proximity. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we do Baltimore next. But uh, we like to try and get the most uh, destination-friendly places we could. Yeah, that is excellent. And, boy, you'll have a, uh, a lot to do whenever you're doing that work in Las Vegas. Yeah, it's no. Exciting. <laughs> it's exciting, though, that you have... That done in uh, New York City. That's wonderful. Yes, yes. We're thrilled and thrilled with the work that the New York folks did. Does that cover just Manhattan? Uh, no, man. It's the whole area. The whole, the whole area. area. Wow. Focusing on, focusing on Broadway, the theaters, and uh, the restaurants down in Manhattan. But uh, mm-hmm. definitely we have, you know, Queens and uh, White Plains and the whole area, you know, as much as we could. All right. That's great. Well, listen, we're going to go to break right now. And then we'll be back again with Russ Holt, the founder of Access Information, Inc. Don't go away. You're listening to Joyce Bender on voiceamerica.com. We'll be back. Conversation at a click of a mouse. Voiceamerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. At Vendor Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. Have you ever wondered why you feel tired, have joint stiffness, lack energy, have weight problems, retain fluid, and have memory problems? And then wondered what you need to do about it? Now's the time to find out. Tune into The Body Knows with Caroline Sutherland, a medical intuitive with 25 years experience. Listen live to The Body Knows on the Voice America Women's Channel every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 Eastern, as Caroline discusses general health issues, menopause, and weight loss. Caroline offers on-the-spot medical intuitive readings, share real-life success, stories and interviews with fascinating guests. Caroline's keen intuitive sense allows her to tune in to each caller and answers questions with the body, mind, or spiritual solution. That's The Body Knows with Caroline Sutherland every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 Eastern on the Voice America Women's Channel. 
VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. If you just joined us, we're talking to Russ Holt, the founder of Access Information, Inc., who is working to help us know in various cities what restaurants, what buildings are really accessible to us. And, Russ, one question that I have that many people have asked me is, why do you think Americans with disabilities tolerate, put up, with buildings not being accessible? You know, I, I, I've been asked that question before, and um, I think it's a couple of things mainly. One is that I think people understand uh, that, you know, the, that there is some expense involved, but I think the misunderstanding is that they think it's going to cost a lot more than it actually would to make a restaurant accessible. And they don't want to ruffle feathers. They, maybe they, uh, they're a regular at the restaurant and they think they might get poor service if they bring up the inaccessibility. The other thing is Americans I've, that I've spoken to uh, misunderstand the fact that they think it's going to cost a lot of money to file a lawsuit where uh, many attorneys will do it pro bono. In fact, most that I've seen. Um, and just, uh, you know, you can't, you can't really not tell the management. I mean, you know, a lot of people just don't uh, say, oh, that's, ex- that's inaccessible, that's unfortunate. But what you really need to do is say, look, this is inaccessible, this is fixable, can you fix it, and, and see what they say. And if they're, if they're uh, usually what they'll say is, yeah, we'll do something about that, hold them to it. Say, okay, can I check back with you? And if you keep getting blown off, then take action. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this question. What has been your experience when you first, you know, even before you started this organization, what has been your experience when you've told people this, this building or this restaurant, this restroom, whatever it is, isn't accessible? How do people usually respond to you? Generally, people are say, oh, yeah, that's unfortunate. We need to do something about that. But what I do is, is what I, what I, te- what I told you I do. And, I say, okay, I mean, for the people that say, yes, it is, that it's not accessible, I say, okay, well, are you going to do something about it? And they say, yes, we will. I will call back until they do something, you know, I say, you know, until they do something about it. And if I get blown off, then I will seek legal help in getting them to become accessible. I have no problem with that at all. In fact, uh, you know, I mean, I've, I've done it before. You can't just, you know, if, you, if you're driving 70 miles an hour in a 55-mile-an-hour zone, you get pulled over for breaking the law, but there's no ADA cops. There's no people to say, you know, to, to say, hey, this place is inaccessible except for us, people with disabilities. We need to be those policemen. I love that, ADA cops. Yes, that's what we need. We need ADA cops. That's right. Boy, wouldn't I love to see those ADA cops when non-disabled people are parking in accessible parking? Well, that's all you got to do is just sign up, you know. All you got to do is just say, uh, okay, I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to inform this person that their building's not accessible and that they're breaking the law. The good thing is you don't have to go through any police academy. Yeah, that's right. That's right, Russ. Well, okay, we have a question for um, you, Russ, from Ted in Nebraska, and the question is this. Russ, first of all, congratulations on the work you're doing to help Americans gain access, as everyone should have access to every building that they try to enter. My question for you is, why do you think people are not more concerned about this? It seems that sometimes when you talk to buildings or restaurants, no matter what it is, they don't seem that nervous or concerned when I tell them the building is not accessible. Why do you think people aren't more concerned? I think they're not concerned because they don't think you're going to do anything. I think if they say, okay, well, it costs $600 to um, make this door wider and put a grab bar here, you know, this this one person saying, hey, your bathroom's not accessible, 
they've already eaten here, they'll go away. If they don't come back, they don't come back. That's one person. But I'm not going to spend this much money to get it done. That's what they think. What they need to know is that they're breaking the law and that they have to do it. They don't, you know, if if, you, if they don't know that they're not in compliance, it's our job to tell them. And once we tell them, that's when the, that's when they have to, by law, become accessible. Otherwise, if you just say, "Hey, this isn't good," this is not accessible, then they can just as easily say, "Oh, well, hey, we're sorry. Here, have a free dessert." You know. Well, you know, it's very obvious to me, just by hearing you speak, Russ, that, you know, you have a lot of initiative and a lot of passion about this. Here's a question that I have. You know, many people, including myself, have acquired a disability later in their life, and many people have had an accident and now have a spinal cord injury. But, you know, you really have a lot of passion and enthusiasm for what you're doing. Why? Why is that? Well, I mean, it's 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 sort of mind-boggling to me that you know, fifteen, how was it, seventeen years now since the ADA has been passed, and restaurants and some hotels and nightclubs and businesses still don't get it. They still don't know that it's a law that you have to be accessible. And uh, I mean, I get why they were built in the seventies and the sixties and. They were built and accessible because it was a different social consciousness back then. People with disabilities weren't as as well known as as we are now, thanks to all the warriors um, in the seventies and eighties, like you know Justin Dart and Judy Human, and uh, and other pioneers. And um, now that the ADA has been passed, we all thought four or five years after that, all the buildings would be accessible or at least make accommodations. And it's a stunned. I'm stunned at how many still don't. And it's all just a lack of information, and the information needs to be brought to their attention by us. We're the people that need to do it. You know what? I'm so glad you mentioned Justin Dart because, you know, I was so honored in my life to know him, but I want to send a special greeting out to one of my friends and someone I look up to so much and that would be his wife, Yoshiko Dart. Oh, she's great, isn't she? She is the best. Yoshiko is the real deal. Yoshiko, we love you. Last time, I sp- last time I spoke to Justin, uh, I told him that I saw his name as a Jeopardy answer, and he said he didn't watch Jeopardy. So I saw that, too. Yeah. Yes, this is what I said. Wow, we're really getting somewhere. Justin is on Jeopardy. I, I saw that, too, that evening. Yeah, he just said, no, I don't watch that show. I watch the news. So, okay. Mm-hmm. That would be him, such a humble man. Yeah. And we miss him so much, but thank God we have Yoshiko with us. Yes. Um, what I meant by that, Russ, is that you have that passion, that drive, that energy. Sometimes when people have an accident, uh, a spinal cord injury, for example, you know, they have a very difficult time and don't choose the path that you have. What I was wondering is, was that a result just of your own internal uh, beliefs and fortitude, or role models, family? What would you attribute that to? Um, I would say just my family and friends, uh, for the most part. I mean, this is how I was brought up. You know, before the accident, I had a lot of friends. I made friends very easily, and I had, you know, a very close family. My mom and dad, my grandparents, you know, uh, we were all very close. And so after the accident, all my friends would still come over. They'd still pick me up and take us, you know, we all go downtown. And my mom and dad still, you know, this, here's your room, you know, and here's dinner. You know, it, uh, it really just, uh, when they carried on as if no disability had happened, so did I, and that's key to overcoming a disability, not letting it get the best of you. And so being passionate about uh, life and everybody I care about pre-accident, the transition to post-accident being a passionate, driven person, was, was an easy transition to make. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%, because when you have parents, or husband, wife, whatever it is, or friends, that treat you the same. In other words, hey, come on, life still goes on, and do not pity you. What a difference that makes. That's why, you know, I always tell people the worst thing for the disability community 
is pity. Pity is like racism. It just leads to unemployment and being treated inferior. Yes, ma'am. So, you know, kudos to your family because, you know, look what you've done. Look what you have achieved. Yeah, I don't know where I'd be without them, quite frankly. Okay, well, here's my question. What do you do when you go to a restaurant uh, that is not accessible, such as the restroom, and out comes the owner when you complain and they say, oh, well, we're pre-ADA, so, you know, we don't have to do that. Well, what I say is, you know, first I do, I mean, it sort of depends. I mean, first thing, you know, you do is sort of survey how bad the barriers are. Okay, like, uh, you know, a few months ago I was down in DuPont Circle in D.C. and there was a um, a place, an inn, and like it was like a 19th century inn, and the bathroom was up a long flight of of stairs. Now there is no way that they could, you know, it's not. It would not be reasonable for them to put in an elevator. It would it would break them financially. It'd be you know a huge amount of money. I get that. Mr. Dark got that when he was redoing the ADA, and um, the restaurant owners know that. So it, it, when you're going into a building that old that 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 predates the ADA that much. You sort of have to take it with a grain of salt. However, if you go to a restaurant that's newer, let's say they predate the ADA, yes, by a few years, but they, they, the barriers that they need to make are so small that it's not going to cost them hardly anything. A reasonable accommodation, that's where reasonable accommodations come in. Let's say there's a restaurant has like a, like a one-and-a-half-inch lip to get in over to get in the front door, and that's the only barrier that they have. I mean, there are people who can fix that for free, right? So, you know, what I do is when I have a situation like that, where I'm talking to um, talking to an owner who doesn't know that you need to have tables on all floors of the restaurant to be accessible, I say, you know, I, I, I let the person know about the, the issue. And if uh, he or she comes back and says, "Well, we don't have to do it," I say, "You know, you may you may not have to, but if you don't want to, that's the big problem. Why would you not want that much money coming in?" Right. And listen, yeah. we'll talk more about that as soon as we come back from break. Okay. We're going to break for a minute. I am talking to Russ Holt, the founder of Access Information, who is fighting for accessibility. For all, this is Joyce Bender, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com. At Vendor Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. 
Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rock and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her PR experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to the Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on News Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to Disability Matters. This is Joyce Bender, and we're talking to Russ Holt, the founder of Access Information. And, Russ, before we go any further with any more questions, one more time, if someone just joined the show, how can they purchase uh, your book on D.C. and the Washington, D.C. area? If you're in the D.C. area, it's free at um, most hotels and the D.C. Visitor Center. Uh, if you're coming in from out of town and would like to order it, you just click on uh, the guidebook icon on our website, which is disabilityguide.org, and it's just $5 for shipping and handling. Okay, and now this Access Information, Inc., do you just... Is this just these books that you provide, or what else do you do? Oh, we do lots of stuff. Uh, we we have we partner up on with with accessibility grants with other places, uh, area hospitals on uh, mentoring programs for newly injured patients. Uh, we did the accessibility features of the World War II Memorial dedication in 2004. Uh, things like that. It's basically we get contacted by a lot of places who want to get the word out about accessibility or. If there are businesses or, say, rehab hospitals who want to do studies on disability, uh, we're quite visible in this area, so they contact us. Okay, so you're a nonprofit then? Yes, ma'am. Why I'm asking, if anyone wants to make a donation, how would they make a donation? Ah, really glad you asked. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, all two ways. Obviously, uh, there's the first, which is click on the donate, <laughs> donate now, I think it says, on our uh, website, disabilityguide.org. And also, uh, can I get out my number? Yes. It's uh, 301-528-8664. And you can uh, leave your information there, and uh, Greg Snyder or myself will get right back to you. And if you had a hard time jotting that down or missed anything, remember, you can just get in touch with me, and I'll get you back in touch with him. But I want to just encourage you, if you're listening to the show, tell your friends about uh, this organization, and you know what? It would really be worthwhile making a donation, and here's why I say that. You know, if if we had more of this information, it would be so helpful to Americans with disabilities because it really is a pain. I know. I'm in 16 states, and my employees that I uh, have, we get together a lot of times for dinner, and the first thing that they have to do is find a restaurant that is accessible. Such an ordeal in some cities. So, you know, this look look how easy this would make everything. And, Russ, do you just cover restaurants then? Oh, no, no. We uh restaurants, nightclubs, hotels, and then we also just have all the resources people will need. Um, you know, where do you get your wheelchairs fixed? Because they frequently break down, let's face it. Uh, where do you get wheelchair-accessible taxis? What's the subway like? Where are the accessible bathrooms? Everything. Oh, that is just fantastic. Yeah, well, yeah, we worked on you, it. I think you also mentioned, didn't you mention sign language interpreters, right? Oh, yes, ma'am. Yeah, uh, sign language interpreters, um, you know, where do you get uh, Braille done in the area? Where do you get captioning done? I mean, we thought of everything we could. All right, and listen... You know, that is so important, and that makes life so much easier. That's why I'm saying I don't care how much it is, but if you have from a few dollars to a lot of dollars, you should take time to make a contribution to access information, 
Inc. This is a really worthwhile project. And, Russ, I mentioned something at the beginning that I wanted you to tell this story. Um, you made a difference that resulted in an appearance on NBC's Dateline. Could you tell that story of what happened? Yeah, that was actually a lot of fun, uh, working with John Hockenberry. Uh, what they did was they fitted me with a hidden camera because we did a, um expose on employment discrimination against people with disabilities. And, uh, what happened is I would go out and, uh, do job interviews along and, um then they would have an able-bodied person do the same interviews and he would get all the calls back for second interviews and, I would not, and I had a very, uh, my resume was much better than his. And they um, exposed people who were discriminating against people with disabilities. I'm going to tell you, I saw that. Oh, did you really? Yes! <laughs> yeah, that was my 15 minutes of fame right there. Well, that, but it was awesome. Yeah, it was, that, was, that was fun. And, and, and just so you all know, what, what this would show is he would go in, um, you know, obviously he's in a wheelchair, and he would go in for a job, and they would say things like, oh, it's been filled, or, uh, you know, j- just... Manager's not here. <laughs> yeah, someone's not here to see you. Yeah. And then in would walk an able-bodied person, you know, maybe, you know, a young man in a business suit or an attractive woman, whatever it is, and all of a sudden, oh, let me go get the manager. And, yeah. you know, and it, that was just terrible. What was What was the response to that? Um, well, I mean, a lot, it, was, it was overwhelmingly positive to me, you know, and uh, people, I mean, believe it or not, would come up to me, you know, in the shopping mall or at the sporting events and recognize me and, and say what a great thing it was that I was doing. But, uh, you know, the, the response from businesses, you cannot really gauge. You don't know how many places have changed their minds because of that episode. But you had to think, since 16 million people saw it, that a lot of people had their minds changed, which is why I was so happy that Mr. Hockenberry and the folks over there at Dateline asked me to do it. And how did that happen? How did you meet them? Uh, I was working at a Center for Independent Living in Arlington, in the Independence Center. still love those guys. And uh, they um, were contacted by some folks at NBC. How they got to uh, Arlington, I don't know. But uh, they, uh, uh, my, my executive director at the time, Mike Cooper, said, hey, why don't you... Uh, why don't you uh, ask them if they, you know, if you could do it? And um, so I sort of went in there and uh, just spoke to them for a little bit, and they hired me. And when you did go on those interviews, I bet that did that really impact you when you saw that? Oh my, oh my goodness, it's true. People don't want to hire me the way they want to hire, you know, people who are able-bodied. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I already had a job at the time, so uh, you know, it wasn't it, it wasn't like I was going in there. And, and and hoping for a job, but I was trying like I was. I was I was doing my best, you know, to to act uh, like like I really needed the job. And you know, the the, the thing was, I, I sort of knew that this problem existed, and so I wasn't surprised. But I was disappointed that so many places blew me off like that. Uh, that was it was disappointing. Um, but for the, but the, the the mindset was okay. I know this is a problem already. It's time to expose it, and uh, I think we accomplished that. Yeah, that must have had a real. I mean, that would. I know you already had a job, but I'll bet that really did have an impact on you, showing you how it really is. Yeah, it's it, it wasn't you know um, it wasn't fun on that regard. Seeing the you know behind the scenes stuff that the cameras caught. Uh, you know, uh, saying, you know, to having them say to the other guy, oh, yeah, sure, we'll pencil you in right here. You know, it's not, it, it wasn't fun in that regard. It was, uh, the fun part was knowing I made a difference, you know, and I would do it again in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And then is that what led you to do this uh, access information? No, that actually happened in 97. Uh, uh, access information came around uh, three years later, when um, I went, I called a uh, nightclub and asked if they were accessible, and uh, the uh, manager said that they were, and I got there, and of course it was two stairs. So uh, I decided to start a website. Um, you know, I, I talked to Greg, my best friend. He's um, my business partner also, and he does websites. And I said, hey, look, um, I want to start a website that where people 
can come to to see all the restaurant reviews from a disability perspective. And he said, great idea. So. And there you go. That's what happened. That's how we got started. All right. Well, we're going to go to break for a minute. Then we'll be back again with our TV star, Russ Holt. <laughs> this is Joyce Bender on Disability Matters at VoiceAmerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be back. From our home to your speakers, VoiceAmerica.com. At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S. and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Muscular Development presents No Bull Radio, bringing you the latest news, gossip, and controversy from the world of bodybuilding. Uncensored, uncompromised, and unrestrained in true MD style. Hosted by the infamous muscle mob, Larry Pepe, John Romano, and Dave Palumbo. Welcome top IFBB professional bodybuilders, industry insiders, and characters you won't find anywhere else every week. No Bull Radio broadcasts each Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. If you've ever wondered what the Stern Show would sound like if Howard was a bodybuilding fan, then tune in and find out. Noble Radio. Uncensored, uncompromised, unrestrained. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Well, welcome back to the show, and if you just joined us, we had a really great show today with Russ Holt, the founder of Access Information, Inc., who has put together information in a book for the D.C. area on restaurants, airports, transportation, everything about accessibility and the same thing in New York City, and you can obtain this by going to access information and what is the web again russ it is disabilityguide.org disabilityguide.org and you can also make a donation to this organization as they are a nonprofit, which i hope you will do that because here's someone that's doing something you know you can sit there and complain forever that won't change a thing but when you take action and do what he's doing we're going to get somewhere. Uh, Russ, I want to tell you that everyone that has been on my show for the past three and a half years, I have asked these last two questions. Okay. And so here it is. One of them is, in your life, what do you feel is your greatest accomplishment at this time? Uh, you know, it would be starting this business. Uh, I mean, I really, I love... Washington, D.C., everything about it. This is where I was uh, born. I think this is the greatest city in the world. And, uh, you know, the guidebook, the Washington, D.C. Access Guide that I created is up there in the visitor center next to the other guidebooks. And um, I'm speaking to all the tourists who come in who have disabilities. And that's a large sector, and I'm very, very proud and honored 
that it's me that uh, the D.C. tourism points to uh, and photos and frommers and all the travel guides uh, to be the, the, the person that gives out the information. Boy, that is great. That That is wonderful how that makes you feel. And, you know, you obviously are part of the disability community since you mentioned that you do know uh, Yoshiko and knew Justin Dart, and I'll bet he would be proud of you also. Yeah, uh, you know what? Um, one of my most treasured memories was a letter he wrote me. Um, the Washington Post came out with a full-page article about us, and uh, I, I kept the letter he sent me. It just said, uh, Russ, I saw the article. I'm very, very proud of you. Lead on, Justin. And uh, I, I still I still have that letter uh, kept safe away. Oh, you know, I know exactly how you feel. Because yeah. any any letters or notes or anything that I've ever received from him and to this day from Yoshiko, you know, I have kept and a few of them I have framed and I have in my office. Yep. Because he just, you know, he, his spirit just really caused you to want to do more. Isn't that, isn't that how you feel? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's why I just think so highly of him. Um, okay, one more question be, from a listener before I go to my last question, and that is from Linda from my hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, all right. And the question to you is, Russ, when you were growing up, who impacted you the most, school teacher? someone at your church, or was it just a family member being a role model? Wow, what a great question. Um, the, the first, the, 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 the first uh, person that comes to mind is my grandfather um, because it seemed like he knew everything. There was not a question you know, that I had about the world that he couldn't answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom and dad, I got to put right there with him, you know, uh, they were just so influential all growing up. You know, uh, the things that they would they would teach you lessons that I still remember today. You know, um, they would you know you know the little things that were very important, like uh, you know you, you know treat everybody the same. You know, and um, that was before I was disabled. Mm-hmm. But uh, one thing I remember my grandfather was just um, how he said uh, you know. Just not not to give up. Don't ever, you know, you know, just to stay with what you believe in, and um, you know, and, and and be sure to to keep competing. You know, make sure you're not, you know, you don't come in second. Uh, I remember I would play chess with him when I was nine, and he would never let me win. You know, because he 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 wanted me to learn how to win. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it was eight years after that till I finally beat him. So he installed a lot of spirit in me. There and, you go. Uh, yeah, so I would say him and, of course, my uh, other family members. And um, I had a lot of teachers who were, who were, very, uh, who were very good at being role models. Um, but I couldn't name just one, I don't think. There's like six or seven. Is that right? Wow. Oh, yeah. No, I had some great teachers growing up. Absolutely. Wow. That, well, that is... And you know what? Sometimes we all forget, and a teacher forgets. A child is always watching. The impact you can have is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. And with all of us, a child is always watching. Absolutely. Don't you agree with me? Yes. Well, um, what quote, I mean, what message do you want to leave with our listeners today? I'd say be vocal. Be vocal about inaccessibility. I know that there's, you know, thousands of your listeners right now who don't, who, who they, they know of a restaurant or a place that's not accessible, and they haven't done anything. You know, go to the management of the accessible places and say, thank you. Thank you for being accessible. You know, we are coming here because you're accessible, and we have a lot of money to, you know, we, the disability community, have lots of money. We have friends, we have family members, we have wives, we have husbands who will all spend money here because you are accessible. And then go to the places that aren't accessible. If you can't get in, call them. Get to the management. Say, you are not accessible, so we're not going to spend our money here. We're going to spend our money at the place down the street that is accessible. You need to know that. Yeah, and that is true because with 54 million of us, Think how much money that is. 
Yeah, Think how much spending power that is. Absolutely. But, right, right. But if we don't talk about it, where are we going to get? I don't even think sometimes that there that people realize how many Americans there are with disabilities and how much money we could be spending. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. And they need to know, and we're the ones to tell them. So tell them. Well, you heard it right there. And I want to just go through this before we close one more time. Number one. Russ started this organization, Access Information, Inc., where he is providing for you in the D.C. area total knowledge of restaurants that are accessible, transportation, where to go if you need interpreters or to get a wheelchair. Also, same thing in New York City. You know, here he is working so hard to do this. It is a nonprofit. You know what that means? Remember his organization, when you're writing a check. And last but not least, it's Disability Guide. Is it .org? Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. www.disabilityguide.org. Make sure you go to that site. Don't forget about what they're doing because, wow, does that make our life easier. Russ, I really want to thank you for joining us today. I really enjoyed having you on the show, and I also want to say keep up the great work you're doing. Oh, thank you so much, Joyce, and uh, you keep up your great work, too. You've done a great job. Thank you. Well, we end every show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader, and today that quote is from Major Owens, who we all know so well and who, of course, close friends with Justin Dart, said, I have a great deal of respect and admiration for people who put themselves on the line. And isn't that what Russ is doing? Isn't that what it's all about? You've been listening to Joyce Bender on Disability Matters, voiceamerica.com. We'll see you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.